sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Oh, yeah. It's that time. Yeah, yeah. Week 18 is that time. It's Cover It with Teddy Covers here on SiriusXM Channel 159. And today's show is absolutely loaded with the props and the NFL picks that you guys are looking for. We're talking to Andy Lang on today's show. And we're going to go through a bunch of Week 18 props. Why? Because there's a whole lot of bonuses and incentives for players that stand out this week. Guys trying to make their bonuses, guys trying to make their contract incentives. If it's worth a half a million dollars for someone to get a touchdown this week, it's the kind of thing we want to know about. Andy Lang will certainly bring that to the table on today's show. But before we get into Andy, and before we get into all the props that are coming down, all these contract bonuses that are going to come down, because week 18 is a, probably a better week for props than any week of this season, of the regular season, because of all these bonuses that people are trying to gain. I want to look at the biggest props that there were, and that's, of course, season win totals. Here we are, week 18. And as of right now, heading into the week, 12 overs, 12 unders. Now we have the Bills and the Bengals, which are going to be a mess. I'll tell you that right now. Books may, uh, uh, however it plays out, we're not going to see a Bills-Bengals game uh, or the replay of that game uh, that we saw on Monday night or started on Monday night. Uh, that's not going to happen. So how that's going to affect win totals. Now, both Cincinnati and Buffalo were already over their win totals. Are books going to pay that? Are they not going to pay that? <laughs> That's a book-by-book book decision. But when it comes to the rest of them, there are 30 teams we can certainly talk about. Again, 12 overs of cash, 12 unders of cash. Unders include the Arizona Cardinals. Did not win nine games this year. They didn't come close. The Chicago Bears. I had a bet on the Bears under their win total. Six and a half uh, for Chicago. They're not getting there. The Browns never sniffed a nine and a half. The Broncos never sniffed a ten. The Packers aren't getting over 11 wins. The Texans aren't getting a four and a half. The Colts never sniffed a ten either. <laughs> Plenty of unders there. The Raiders are going to go under eight and a half wins. The Rams under ten and a half wins. The Saints are going to stay under eight and a half wins. Tampa staying under eleven and a half. Tennessee under nine and a half. When it comes to overs right now, look, Atlanta's cashed their over. They were a five-win team. They cashed number six last week. Uh, we talked about the Bills and the Bengals already. The Cowboys have gone over 10.5. Remember, one of the books paid out Dallas under bets after week one when they got bombed and Dak Prescott got hurt. Well, uh, I had one of those. I didn't bet at the book that paid out early. <laughs> and uh, I guess I should have. Oops. Uh, Dallas over the total. The Lions, that was a good one for me. They've gone over the total already. The Jaguars as well. The Kansas City Chiefs once again for Andy Reid. Catching yet Another over bet. Andy Reid. If there's one bet that's been as consistent as it gets, dating back to his tenure at the beginning of Philadelphia, Andy Reid's teams overachieved in the regular season. I believe they've gone over the total every year, every year but one since he's been in KC. They went over 11 uh, this year without too much stress. The Minnesota Vikings have already cashed over bets. 
We've seen the New York Giants cash over bets. The Jets as well. The Philadelphia Eagles. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Over seven and a half wins. Yeah, they just got there. San Fran gone over the total. Seattle as well. So where does that leave us? Well, that leaves us with a handful of teams that are very much in play for whether they're going to go over or under a push this weekend in NFL action. Six, to be specific. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens line 10 wins going to the season. They're a 10-win team right now. Can they get to 11? We'll find out this weekend. Carolina line is a six-win team coming into the season. They've got six wins right now. Can they get to seven? <laughs> we'll find out again this weekend. And again, a team like Carolina that fired their coach and the most awful start of the season, they're live to go over their win total <laughs> in, in Week 18. You know, Baltimore, who's been playing without a quarterback for the better part of the last month, they are live to go over their win total with a victory here. The L.A. Chargers, they've had as many injuries as anyone. They're sitting at 10-6 and six right now. Their win total, 10 for the season. Got that up to 10.5 at some places. Certainly, the Chargers, a team whose win total very much on the line this weekend. If they can get to 11, they'll catch everyone's overs. If they can't, well... 10 and 6. At least we'll get a push at some books. Miami. They're 8 and 8 going into week 17 and facing a must-win game against the Jets. Dolphins were lined at 9 wins coming into the season. They need a win uh, for their backers just to get a push this week. And the last two, we talked about, you know, the first four. You know, Baltimore's already at 10. You're either going to push uh, or win if you have the Ravens under. Carolina's already at 6. You're going to push or win if you have the Panthers under. The Chargers are 10-6. and six. As long as you got them at 10, you'll push or win here. Miami, you're going to get a push with a win and a loss with a loss. But the last two, New England and Washington, this week is the difference between a win and a loss. The Patriots are 8-8 eight eight right now. Their win total is 8.5 for this season. And at 8.5, well, that's a pretty big decision for New England backers. You can hedge. You can play them. Same story with the Commanders. That tie against the Giants has left them 7-8-1. Their win total, 7.5. Washington needs half a win, which means they need a full win for you to catch over bets with the Commanders. Andy Lang joining us next. Covered continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Actionable insights. That's exactly what we're looking for today from Andy Lang at Bump Sports on Twitter. And this guy... How do I phrase it? I mean, I, I'm not, I don't dig into props one-tenth, one-hundredth of what this guy does. He'll go through the entire list of props, game after game, team after team. He's got spreadsheets and he works everything out, has the recent numbers, has how the defenses are doing against that type of uh, uh, attack, et cetera, et cetera. And as a result... He's pretty good at props. <laughs> Andy Lang, welcome to the program today, my friend. How are you doing? Oh, thanks, Teddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, it is a lot of work, but, you know, I wake up every morning, and I love what I do. I just love going through these, and 
It is a fantastic week. I mean, you could argue besides the Super Bowl, this is one of the most fun weeks in NFL to do props. So thanks for having me on. Excited to give out some very interesting information. This is the only week you'll be able to uh, take take these angles on these props. Sure. And week 18, frankly, is a week to bet props. All right. Even if you don't bet them all season, this is the week to do it. And there's a rational reason why. Oh, no, get some action, get some action. This week is the week that players are playing for contract incentives. Some of them are minor, modest bonuses, 50 grand, 100 grand, which <laughs> a modest bonus for a pro athlete, not a modest bonus for the rest of us. I'll take a 50 grand bonus today. Uh, okay, I'm not going to get any sacks. Uh, but when it comes to these bonuses, for players achieving statistical milestones. Week 18 is the week to do it. And whether you're a coach, whether you're a player, whether you're a teammate, you're trying to get your guy up and over his number. So this is one week where, A, it pays to pay attention to contract incentives, and, B, maybe you're playing a couple of over, more overs than you normally would, or a couple of more will-score touchdowns than you normally would. Talk to me initially, Andy. We're going to go through team by team and game by game. You've got in terms of actionable info. You have a ton of information for our listeners today. But tell me a little bit before we start going through team by team and game by game. For week 18 in these props, what are the minefields that betters need to be aware of? And what are the uh, attractive opportunities that betters should be able to take advantage of? Well, I feel like this style of uh, attacking props with this mindset is fairly new over the last couple of years. And I think we can point to uh, the GOAT, Tom Brady, as one of the reasons why this has become popular. It came out a few years ago that he always, in Week 18, tried to get his wide receivers, his running backs, his tight ends, as many contract bonuses and incentives as possible. And so a few years ago, we started saying, well, if Brady, if we know he's going to be throwing to this person, why don't we take him over? And then it got amplified when Rob Gronkowski was mic'd up and he was just, you could hear him talking about it. Man, I need one more catch to get that 500K bonus. I just need one more catch. Then he gets it and he comes over to the sidelines. Hey, I got the, I got the bonus. I got the bonus. So it really opened up the floodgates of saying maybe there's really something there. So when we're looking at these games, there's a few things that we need to pay attention to. Obviously, we need to know exactly what the incentives are. Are these personal records? Are Is there money on the line? Are these season records? Is this an NFL record? So once we figure that out, we also have to look at game script. Uh, are these teams playing for something? You know, it's week 18. Some teams are playing for absolutely nothing. Some teams are playing for playoff spots. Honestly, Teddy, I really like trying to find these teams that are not playing for any playoff seating because it's a glorified scrimmage, some of these games, and the only thing they're going for are these contract incentives and and these props. And it started last week with Jamal Williams. We saw it where he got a huge run towards the end and his teammates started hyping him up, and we heard, well, it's because he's getting close to some of these contract incentives and he's starting to get close to a payday. So when we see these teams like this, that are excited for their teammates when we see these players that are beloved by the teams and then Teddy, what do you always say? Read the quotes. This is one of the most important weeks to read the quotes. Coaches are coming out and saying, I know what the records and the incentives are. 
I really want to get this guy to 1,000 yards. We are going to rest our starters, or we're going to play our starters. You can really get a lot of information just from reading the quotes about players, uh, from coaches, and it points you in the right direction. And if you know what the incentives are, and you know what the game scripts are going to be, and you know what the motivation of the players and the coaches are, it can point you in the right direction to a lot of profitable props. I will probably have more props this weekend than any other week that I've had this year. Well, you mentioned Jamal Williams for the Detroit Lions, and Jamal Williams is has the potential to tie a pretty significant record uh, for Detroit this week or break it. What do you want to do with Jamal Williams prop-wise this week? You talked about him as being someone who you've got your eye on. Well, one of, one of my favorite props this week is Jamal Williams to score at least one touchdown. And I say at least one touchdown because he needs one to tie Barry Sanders for the Lions rushing record. And he was quoted as saying, I'm coming for you, Barry. He went on to say, you know, how much respect he has for Barry Sanders. And, you know, there was all that love. But make no mistake, he wants to tie this record. This is a coach that loves his players and will do anything for his players. We've heard him talk about how much he loves his players. And Jamal Williams is so loved by his team and by the coaching staff. We saw that clip of him in preseason where he was crying because of how awful the year was last year. The team really has rallied around him. And just from a strategy and football perspective, he gets the second most red zone touches of any person in the league. So you're getting a guy who needs one touchdown to tie Barry Sanders. You're getting a guy that already gets a lot of red zone targets. And then to tie into that, we're not going to know until Sunday night if this game means something to the Lions. It, 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 we could go into this and the Lions are eliminated. And I'm almost kind of hoping for that, not because I'm rooting against the Detroit, but it gives us a better angle here. If the Lions are not playing anything, they're going to go for a lot of these players' incentives. I would expect Jamal Williams to score one touchdown, touchdown, and then I am absolutely going to take him to score two touchdowns. If he gets a touchdown early, why not get him that second one so he can break Barry Sanders' record and go down in history as the Detroit Lions leading touchdown for one season? You're going to get a great, great price on this. It's going to be over plus 300 to get two touchdowns, and one touchdown is going to be around that minus 130, minus 140 range. This is one of my favorite props this week. It's set up for a great Jamal Williams game. And honestly, Teddy, even if they do need to win the game to make it in the playoffs, they've leaned on him inside the red zone. So no matter what the game script, I expect Jamal Williams to score one, possibly two touchdowns. Well, exactly. It doesn't hurt the Jamal Williams prop if the Lions are live going into the Sunday night game against Green Bay. And, of course, that total sitting at 49, 49.5. It's not like uh, the markets are expecting – a defensive struggle at Lambeau uh, on Sunday night. Uh, we got just about a minute before the break. Talk to me real quick about Khalif Raymond and what we're going to do with him in this contest. We're hoping for Khalif Raymond to have a good game, and I expect it's only going to be if the Lions are eliminated from the playoffs. So Khalif Raymond needs two catches, and he gets a $125,000 bonus. But the big one for him is he can get 100 yards and he gets another $125,000 bonus. If the Lions are not playing for anything, why would you risk Amon Ross St. Brown? Why would just, they're just going to feed Khalif Raymond to try and get him 100 yards. 
uh, he should easily go over two catches. If the Lions are live to try and win this game, I, I don't think he's going to be a big part of the offensive game plan. But again, we go into this game, the motivation for the Lions is not going to be for the playoffs if they're eliminated, obviously. So why not do as many nice things for the players as you possibly can? Why not get, why not get Khalif Raymond another 250000 to end the season? It's a player's coach. The team loves these guys. So uh, Jamal Williams to score a touchdown, and if they're out of the playoffs, Khalif Raymond to get over 100 yards could be a sneaky prop to look at. I'm coming for you, Barry. What a great quote uh, from Jamal Williams trying to get that record. We've got more player props coming up next. Cover it continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on Sirius XM, channel 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. We're talking today with Andy Lang at Bump Sports on Twitter. Where's that uh, Twitter handle come from, Mr. Lang? Or is it just there are too many Andy Langs out there? <laughs> uh, I adopted Bump and Run Sports because I got my start in professional wagering with golf and NASCAR. And that is a phrase that works in both sports. <laughs> you can bump and run a wedge shot across the green, and in NASCAR racing, you can bump your opponent out of the way and run to a finish. So thought it was a pretty funny overlap of the two sports, so I, I just ran with it. And bump sports is the way it remains today. Of course, we're talking week, week 18 props in the NFL, and week 18 is the week where all of these contract incentives come into play. The Chargers-Broncos game is a difficult handicap for me. <laughs> all right. The question is, for the L.A. Chargers uh, this weekend, who have clinched a wild card spot, but do they care about which opponent they face in the wild card round? That, to me, is the question. And there's, a, uh, there's certainly a school of thought that says, once teams have clinched their wild card spot, they don't care. And another school of thought that says, well, if you can avoid <laughs> the true elites out of the AFC, it might be worth something. How do you look at the Chargers-Broncos game for this week? And when it comes to guys like Gerald Everett or DeAndre Carter, what do we want to do? Well, again, we're going to have to go back and say, let's, let's read the quotes. So we need to find out what is going to be the mindset with Brandon Staley and the Chargers. Uh, it looks like he's kind of, Brandon Staley's kind of changed his tone. And he said, quote, once we find out about the Ravens and Bengals, then we'll make the appropriate decisions moving forward. Now, he started off saying, I have no intention of resting starters. But he changed it just a little bit. So I think we can wait a little bit on these props and see how that game goes before. But uh, I'm looking at Gerald Everett and DeAndre Carter. Of course, these are not huge names in the Chargers offense. If you follow them closely, you'll, you'll know who Gerald Everett is. We have some props here and some incentives that I think we can take advantage of. And to be honest, I would really like it if they rested their starters in this one. We'll start with Jared Everett. He needs five receptions to get a $250,000 bonus. That is a pretty hefty bonus. And the, the thing with Gerald Everett is 
you know, he's a starter and he's a really good tight end uh, in fantasy football. He was a very popular pickup and he did well. He has not gotten a lot of catches the last few weeks, three, four, but the two weeks before, five and five. So this five receptions to get $250,000 is definitely not out of, uh, out of question on this one. And I think that he's going to get the five catches no matter what because he is important to the offense. And even if they, they decide the rest of the starters, I could see them putting Gerald Everett in to get maybe five short catches where he runs out of bounds or goes down pretty quick just to try and get this bonus. This is a $250,000 bonus. There's nothing to sneeze at there. So even if they do need the game to win or they decide to play the starters, He's a really, really good player. He's important to the offense. I think he gets to five receptions, so I'm excited to see what his receptions prop is going to be. And then DeAndre Carter is going to be the one that we're going to look at to, to see if if he's going to get to two receptions, which he can easily get to two receptions. He's not been very involved in the offense, but this is incentive week. If he gets two receptions, he gets $250,000. If he gets 55 yards, he gets another $500,000. And if he gets two more touchdowns, that would get him another $500,000. There is a potential for $1.25 million on the line for DeAndre Carter. Now, if you're the Chargers and you decide that you don't need the game based on what happened in the Ravens and Bengals game, what a nice thing to do for a teammate <laughs> than to just put him out there because if they're resting their starters, they're resting Austin Eckler, they're resting Keenan Allen, they're resting Mike Williams. Carter could be the main guy that goes out there. I'm going to be, like, waiting just to see what happens in that Ravens and Bengals game, and I'm going to be looking for the quotes. If they say that they're going to rest the starters, look for DeAndre Carter to have a big game and possibly get some of these huge incentives. Uh, he's, he's looking at the most – money this week for incentives that he possibly can get, Teddy. And just to make it clear, here in Las Vegas, the Chargers opened as high as a minus three favorite. They're now as low as a plus three and a half underdog. So uh, every sharp dollar on this game has come for the home Broncos. And that means that the markets are not expecting L.A. to be going with their key guys, which means that your DeAndre Carter's of the world could be very live here. Now, I want to ask you about Everett. Let me give you a follow on Everett because Everett needs five catches. And he's a starter and he's someone who they rely on. Is that the kind of deal they're going to try to get him five catches no matter what? Or if he's sitting, he's sitting. Or, you know, if the starters sit in the second half or whoever they decide to do it. And when it comes to a, like a five catches versus a guy needs one touchdown or a guy needs, you know, 30 yards or something that's that's more manageable than five separate completions to one player. I mean, how confident would you, uh, you feel about Everett's props this week versus Carter's, let's say? Well, um, I'm going to have to wait and see what Brandon Staley says. And obviously, we're going to have to monitor the, uh, uh, the game. If, if the Chargers need to win this game and they're going to play their starters, I'm not going to be playing DeAndre Carter props. I find it hard to believe that he's going to be a big part of the offense in a game they need to win. Gerald Everett is a little bit different story. I think he can get there regardless of the game script. I'm, I think Carter has the highest upside and the, and the lowest downside of these two because if they need the game, you're staying away from DeAndre Carter props. If they don't need the game, I think you're going in on the Carter props. Gerald Everett, I think, is going to be worth a play regardless. He fits in if, if they don't need the game or if, we, or if, if they do need the game. So, um, 
That being said, there are so many other props. If you're at all a little nervous or we can't get a clear uh, we can't get a clear path moving forward about what Brandon Staley is going to do or his, he's being vague. We could just look to some other props. We don't have to play all of these. But DeAndre Carter has the most upside of these two. I'm coming for you, Barry. I met Barry Sanders one time. Um, he actually, uh, when you know, I, I got my start in this business, I used to manage a sports bar in Ann Arbor. Uh, and Barry Sanders came in. There was a big party one night, and Barry Sanders came in. And someone was like, Barry Sanders in here. Barry Sanders in here. And I'm looking around for him. And, you know, when you're looking, scan out over the crowd, I didn't see him. <laughs> you know? Because Barry Sanders doesn't stand out over the crowd. He's like 5'8". And then you start walking through, and he was as wide as he was tall. <laughs> Absolutely built. Um, nice guy as well. Although I can't say I had an in-depth conversation with him. Hey, Barry Sanders, nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> Can I get you anything? I'm good, thanks. All right, that was my one interaction uh, with Barry Sanders. I'm coming for you. Let's talk Bucks Falcons because this is a chance to be, uh, I guess, from a uh, NFL history perspective. Tom Brady's never had a losing season in 21 years as a quarterback, and he needs nine completions this week. And oh yeah, Tyler Algier needs 100 yards as well. What are we going to do with? the Bucks and the Falcons. I was completely confused by uh, th- th- this game. I, I thought, well, you know, no way they're going to, the Buccaneers I'm talking about, there's no way they're going to put all their starters in. And you know, this game is meaningless for their playoff season. They're locked into the four seed. They don't need this one. And so at first I was very excited for the Tyler Algier. You read the quotes and Tyler Algier is loved by this coaching staff. They, He's a great runner. I think he's going to have a really nice career in the NFL. I love the way he runs. He's had 38 carries for 157 yards the last two weeks. He needs 100 yards to get to 1,000. So when I first looked at this game, Teddy, this was one of my favorite bets of the week. I said, oh, Tyler Algier over his rushing total. Buccaneers are playing for nothing. They're going to be playing second stringers on defense. And then I read Todd Bull say, no, we're, we're playing our starters. We're playing to win. I believe in the rhythm as instead of the rest. That's what Todd Bowles said. So he wants to keep his guys in a groove. I think you saw a little bit of a spark with Brady and Evans last week. So Todd Bowles may be saying we're going to play our starters. And then it hits me that and then it hits it hits me that they're eight and eight and Brady's never had a losing season. Obviously Tom Brady does not want to have his first losing season. So I've changed my mind on the Tyler Algier prop. I, I think he still gets there just because they're probably going to give him as many carries as it takes. If, if he's got 90 yards on 30 carries, he's going to get 35 carries. They're going to run him into the ground to try and get him 1,000 yards. But I've changed my mind on, on this game, Teddy. I can't go as big on Tyler Algier as I wanted to. Brady needing these nine completions. I also saw Chris Godwin needs a few more yards uh, to get to 1,000. He needs a couple more um, receptions. So I, I, it, it looks like the Bucks are going to go for the win. It looks like they're going to get Brady some completions. It looks like they're going to be throwing the ball. I got to pull back a little bit on Tyler Algier, even though I still think he gets there. Uh, he's going to get a lot of a lot of um, work. And I think the way to go after Tyler Algier, if your book offers rush attempts, Take Tyler Algier over his rush attempts. They're going to do whatever it takes to try and get him to 1,000 yards. But it's not going to be as big of a bet as I initially thought it was going to be earlier in the week. Algier rush attempts worth looking at the over as he tries to get to 1,000. And certainly 
Well, I mean, that game to me speaks volumes about week 18 handicapping. All right. Tampa opened as high as a nine-point dog. And they also opened as low as pick <laughs> Which tells you the markets are reacting very quickly to the information uh, that they're seeing. Bucks and Falcons, still a game with a fair few question marks. We've got more bonuses, records, props to look at. Coverage continues after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get all the latest updates, breaking news, line changes, and more. Follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid Radio, at SportsGrid TV, and stay on the grid everywhere you go. Again, at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid Radio, at SportsGrid TV. You can follow today's guest, Andy Lang, on Twitter at Bump Sports. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. Andy, you're breaking down the world of Week 18 props and contract bonuses and how the two are related. And to me, this is a fascinating, it really is a fascinating discussion. You got a whole bunch more. You sent me a list of stuff you want to talk about. Let's start with this. Coaches quotes, player quotes. You talked about them being particularly meaningful this week. What did Ron Rivera say to his listening audience, and how can we take advantage of that with the Washington Commanders on Sunday? (laughs) Well, uh, Ron Rivera may not be saying a whole lot of things uh, for, for Washington. I, we all know he said he didn't know they were going to be eliminated after a certain game. But he did say this week, quote, I am well aware of my players' bonuses and records. And there's a, there's a Taylor Heineke out there. If, if Taylor Heineke gets, gets credited with a win over Dallas, he gets – a bonus, but the one I'm focusing on is Jahan Dotson. He needs one touchdown catch to set the Washington rookie record. Dotson has been pretty impressive for Washington, despite all of the quarterback issues that they've had. So I think this would be a really nice reward for him in a in a game that you know they're obviously not playing for any type of playoff seating or anything. But these are the quotes that we're looking for, Teddy. We these are the exact quotes when a coach says, "I am well aware." of the bonuses and the records. That means I'm aware of it. I have been made aware of it, which means we're most likely going to go for it. So I like John Dotson to score a touchdown. You're going to get a really, really good price on that one. He's not somebody that's going to be, you know, an underdog by any stretch in the touchdowns prop. So we get we get the really nice game script for Washington in that they're not playing for much. You have a coach that says he's aware of the bonuses and the records. And you have a player that only needs one touchdown catch to cash in on his uh, on the rookie record. So uh, look at Jahan Dotson to have a touchdown catch this weekend. Now, here's the question for you, because Ron Rivera apparently didn't know that Washington had been eliminated from the postseason last week with a loss. Uh, do you think he actually knows those incentives, or is he just saying it? Oh, he, he, knows, he knows the incentives. He saw that really cool video. He didn't know their playoff positioning. 
Okay, but he did he did do that amazing video of his special teams player, which you know made made the big jump and is going to play. I think in the All Star, he made it as All Star. This is a guy that was a practice squad member, so he loves his players. So I'm not too worried about it if, if he knows his playoff positioning or not. That's not what we're looking at. Does he love his players? Yes. Is he going to try and do something nice, potentially on his way out? Most likely. So that's that's more what I'm worried about with these. Uh, yikes! Didn't know he was uh, didn't, didn't know his playoffs. Uh, a tough look for Ron. But I would expect him to uh, target Dawson a lot in the red zone. Yeah, exactly. Not Rivera's best look in that instance. All right, let's go through some of these. Brandon Ayuk, he needs 44 yards to get to 1,000 for the first time in his career. Would you look at him to go over the total this week? Yeah, it's just kind of, this is kind of one of those personal records. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't put too much stake in it if he had done it before, but this is his first time that he can get there. Uh, it's been an interesting year for the 49ers, and this is a really, really good way to reward Ayuk. He's played good. He had 101 yards against, albeit a terrible Raiders defense last week, but uh, he's had 81 the week before. He's had some pretty decent games. 44 is pretty easy for him to get over there. I think the 49ers want to do whatever it takes to keep this team in a really, really good mood. They got all the momentum in the world going into the playoffs. Look for IU to at least get his uh, 44 yards to get 1,000 for the first time in his career. Hayden Hurst needs two more catches to get 125 grand. Is he going to get them? Um, this is a meaningful game now. So this the Spangles and Ravens game, they're going to need to win the game. So that kind of means all hands on deck, and you would expect a big game from Jamar Chase. You would expect uh, Tyler Boyd. Hopefully, T. Higgins is okay. Uh, I know T. Higgins has been dealing with a lot this week. Um, so hopefully he's in good shape. If you know, if for any reason he needs to sit out, that's going to leave open some more targets. And listen, Hayden Hurst has had two catches uh, in every game this season except against the Jets. He can easily get to this two catches. So I'm hoping that we can get Hayden Hurst uh, his reception total at one and a half, maybe even two and a half. I think they're going to need him. They're going to need anything that they can do to beat this tough Ravens defense. Yeah, he gets to two catches and he gets to cash in that $125,000 bonus. Hayden Hurst over catches this week. What about Isaiah McKenzie? He's going to get a $100,000 bonus if he gets 46 receiving yards. Is he going to get there? I think so. Again, they need this game. And, uh, you know, the... The Patriots have been absolutely dominated by the Buffalo Bills, but this is a big game for both teams. So we have two teams that are going to be motivated. Obviously, with what's going on with the Buffalo Bills, I'm sure contract bonuses are not going to be at the forefront of what they're doing. That being said, Isaiah McKenzie only needs 46 yards. So this is not a huge uh, this is not a huge total, and they're going to need to score on this Patriots defense. The Patriots rush defense is really good, and the Bills' rush offense has been better as the year goes on, but not amazing. Uh, McKenzie had a, a, has had a couple horrible games in a row. I mean, he last game against Chicago, zero catches on two targets. That being said, it was a blowout. He didn't need to play very much. He's had several games where he's gotten over this total. If they get close, and maybe the Bills are up a little bit late in this game. Yeah, I look for him to get fed the ball a little bit. I'll say McKenzie gets there. 46 yards is really not that much. 
look for McKenzie to get there and get that 100K. So, McKenzie, some over props worthy of a look. How about some long shots? We talk about single season records. Uh, you know, uh, there's a, a handful of these that I want to ask you how we would approach them. Jefferson, uh, for example, Jefferson. Justin Jefferson needs 194 yards to break the NFL's all-time single-season receiving record. Do you bet Jefferson over this week and just say, hey, go for it, or not so much? This is going to be such a tough one. I mean, he what, a, what an egg that him and the Vikings laid last week. He really blew his chance. To get close to this record, only had 15 yards last week. If he had just had a mediocre game, I think he gets there. He had 154 yards, I believe, against Chicago earlier this year. And you've got a Chicago team that does not want to win. They are fighting. They're fighting for the loss so they can get the number one uh, uh, draft pick. They've got Justin Fields, who's going to be sitting. And the Vikings are going to need this game. I think they're going to come out and win. It would not surprise me if they peppered Jefferson real early to see how many yards he can get. But in the end, if the game gets a little bit out of control, they're going to feel really silly if they get Jefferson hurt going for the single-season record. They have bigger fish to fry. I would say going into the playoffs, uh, they're, they're kind of the team that nobody believes in us. I don't think anybody's picking the Vikings to do much damage coming out of that conference. So I think the Vikings play it safe with Jefferson. They rest him. The only thing could be is if he gets off to a hot start. If they give him a bunch of targets in the first quarter and possibly the second quarter, and he's at over 100 yards by halftime, maybe they give it a run. But 194 yards is a lot. I think he comes up just short. Yeah, but when it comes to actually betting Jefferson props this week, do we, do we just play the over? Yardage, and, and and that's the and that's the way to go. Or, uh, I mean, how would you approach it? Well, I'm going to be interested to see what number the books put out. Are the are the books going to put out a number on Jefferson that goes in line with his average for the season, or are they going to put out a number that is indicative of him trying to go for 194 yards? I, I my guess is they will put him over 100 yards this week. My guess is it's going to be around 108 and a half. I would take the over. For that, um, if you believe that Justin Jefferson is going to get the record, you could look at an alt line and get a pretty nice payday at plus three to one, plus four to one. If his receiving yards is a hundred and eight and a half, which I think it's going to be around there, Teddy. Yeah, I'll go over that one. But as far as a single season receiving record, uh, I don't think he gets there. Andy Lang, it's very clear from this discussion <laughs> that props are your specialty, my friend, and I really appreciate you coming on the show and giving all of our listeners a whole bunch of actionable information that they can take advantage of this weekend when it comes to NFL props. What stands out to you? Give us one winner that will uh, tell us your thought process and help cash some bets for our listening audience. Um, real quick, I'll go over a couple sacks, and I think these are going to be my favorite ones. Uh, Zadarius Smith needs to record a sack. That gets him $250,000 bonus. He's playing the Bears with Nathan Peterman at quarterback. Uh, Carl Lawson needs to get a sack. That gets him $200,000. It's a meaningless game for the Jets, but he gets Skylar Thompson at quarterback. And look at Justin Houston to get a sack against Cincy. He gets $500,000 bonus for a sack. But, Teddy, I go back to Jamal Williams. 
to get one touchdown is my favorite prop this week. To get two touchdowns is a really nice sprinkle. Everything lines up well for him. No matter what the game script is, he's going to be involved. So loved by the teammates. The coach wants to get him at this record. And say it with me, Teddy. I'm coming for you, Barry. <laughs> that's, that's so cocky. <laughs> you know? But it's just one of those lines. You can't, you can't not say it. You know, it's like, uh, you know, playoffs. You know, it's one of those deals that just, you know, they are what we thought yeah. they were. You know, it's, it's just, it yeah. feels like that line should be one of those lines we say over and over and over again. I'm coming for you, Barry. And it's not like Barry Sanders isn't an icon in Detroit. You know, uh, he could exactly. run for mayor today. Today, Barry Sanders could run for mayor of Detroit. He'd probably win. Uh, that's how popular I, he is. So, uh, sorry, go on. I was also going to add this. This uh, getting the Buccaneers at plus money right now. I'm looking at like plus one sixty five. Teddy Brady is not going to have a losing season, is he? Is, is this yeah. is this a sneaky bet of the week for the Buccaneers so, to win the game? The, the the issue is we know we <laughs> do the start starters may start, but they may not finish, <laughs> and that's one that's of my true. concerns. For this ball game, for sure, I believe Brady gets off the bench. I believe he, uh, but I'm not convinced he's going to be there in the fourth quarter if it's a, even if it's a one-score game. So that's my big concern. You know, week 18 for sides and totals. It's a hard week. It's not a let's pepper the board with wagers type of week. That's why the props make so much sense. Andy Lang, promote yourself, my friend. Where can people find you? You got about 30 seconds. Yeah, I'm on wagertalk.com. All plays can be uh, found there. It's an exciting week for me. This is the first week of the 2023 golf season. I'm on Twitter, at Bump Sports. Uh, just hit me up there if you got any questions or you just want to talk about some props. You know me, Teddy. I love talking props in all sports. Wagertalk.com and uh, on Twitter, at Bump Sports. Thank you so much, Andy. Really appreciate your time and effort and energy today. I know that my listening audience is better off for having spent this hour with us. We appreciate it very much. Best of luck in all your action today on Sunday. When we come back, I got a bettable opinion. Stay tuned. Coverage continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And we're here in the home stretch of Cover It with Teddy Covers, Sirius XM Channel 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Listen, if you missed any portion of today's show, if you want to go back and listen to yesterday's NBA show with Jay Money, if you want to go back in the archives and take check out what we talked about last week, last month, preseason predictions, last year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl two years ago, every single show. Available for download, podcast version. Real easy. Just search Cover It with Teddy Covers wherever you download your podcast. Download, consume at your convenience. It doesn't get any easier than that. And of course, get the ding every time a new show comes up for the weekend. So check it out. Podcast style, Cover It with Teddy Covers. Download and consume at your convenience. I'm going to talk Vikings and bears right now. And this again has a lot of moving parts. Make no mistake about it. 
who's Minnesota going to play, how they're going to play them for, the line went way up, now it's come back down. This much I know, all right, Chicago is legitimately tanking. <laughs> the Bears are 0-9 straight up, 2-7 against the spread down the stretch. We've seen them get off to hot starts multiple times, and then just all of a sudden the play calling changes, <laughs> the energy changes, and nothing uh, positive has happened to them in the second half of any of these games. Again, 0-9 straight up, 2-7 against the spread. All right, they're starting Nathan Peterman at quarterback this week, and I know Peterman had the one most awful start in NFL history. He's serviceable. He's not the worst quarterback I've ever seen, but along with Peterman will be many other guys who are not likely to see an NFL field anytime soon. The bigger issue for Chicago is defense. This defense is failing. They've allowed 34 points per game during this 0-9 skid, and they can't afford a win. They're only a half game uh, behind the Texans, or ahead of the Texans, however you want to put it, uh, in the standings. They have a, uh, if they win, that takes them out of the race for the number one seed. I'll take Minnesota, who's 3-0 and all straight up off a loss this year. Give me the Vikings, minus the points. That's going to wrap it for Cover It this week. Best of luck. Enjoy the games.